If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Hello and welcome to Ascent Dental Radio, a program dedicated to the balance between the clinical aspect of healthcare and the business of healthcare. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin Coughlin. This is Dr. Kevin Coughlin. You're listening to Ascent Radio, Ascent-Dental Solutions, with a focus on knowledge, consultation, development, and training. Today, we have an extremely interesting podcast with Ms. Renee Simone. She is a small business owner of an outstanding private practice in Western Massachusetts called Change Happens, Inc. She's a licensed independent clinical social worker, a licensed alcohol and drug counselor, a licensed RN, and she's in the process of finishing her clinical doctorate in nursing practice. And I've had the pleasure of meeting Renee several months ago and over several uh, conversations and meetings. Uh, I have found her intensely interesting, and I've also found a tremendous similarity of medicine and dentistry. I've always felt that they're uh, very similar, but in particular, how registered nurses, doctoral nurses, and the entire nursing profession and its effect on healthcare can be so dramatic. But in particular, Renee's forte is on leadership and how she integrates with other healthcare practitioners and the qualities that she's seen uh, dealing with leadership and how healthcare teams can be better motivated to, f- to really ultimately do the most, which is improve healthcare and outcomes for our patients. Without any further ado, Renee, thank you for joining me this afternoon. I'm sure our listeners will be incredibly uh, pleased with the information you can provide to help not just small businesses, but large businesses. Tell me what you found and what you think uh, the direction of healthcare is going and how leadership is a critical portion, uh, part of that. Sure, I'd be happy to talk with you a little bit about that, Kevin. And first of all, I just want to say thank you so much. Uh, I've so enjoyed meeting you, getting to know you as well and your work. And um, I think that it's just so important to have these conversations. 
and I hope to be helpful. Um, my, big, my biggest uh, uh, focus and, and hope is to be able to serve and to fill gaps and to help you know, folks stay ahead of the curve and to, to really be a, be a leader also in, in whatever the highest capacity and a high scope of whatever I'm practicing. So I really appreciate you having me here as well. Oh, you're quite welcome. So as far as uh, what, what I hope that the nursing profession and the changes in healthcare can bring to, uh, or the nursing profession can bring to changes in healthcare, this is a very, uh, as other times in history, it's a very um, chaotic and, and uh, active time of change. Uh, there's a lot of pressure on, and I'm sure in a lot of other businesses in healthcare, the pressure is on productivity and cost savings, while at the same time not compromising quality. So I think that can be a very challenging uh, space to practice in. And Some would say almost impossible. Yes, yes. We were listening to a, a podcast or a, um, a what, no, a podcast, a, a talk uh, uh, for one of our classes on nursing leadership. And one of the gentlemen talking there said that he feels it's sort of like the triple threat of management, where you have uh, three hats that you're trying to balance out quality, time, and money. And whenever you focus on one of those, the other two suffer. So certainly I, I think that's to your point where it can seem very challenging and almost impossible. If you were to review those criteria, is there, are they equal? Is there one that you would put more emphasis on another? I know with the corporations getting more involved with medicine and in dentistry in particular, but that pressure for short-term profit and perhaps short-term gain, but long-term failure is always there. Can you address that for our listeners? Sure. I think that's the trap, you know, the question. I think we have to look at what we're really asking because that question, which one is more important, I think is just continues to unintentionally get us sucked into the merry-go-round of the trap of trying to choose. And that sort of, to me, has been like an undercurrent Okay, in healthcare that people aren't really aware of and talking about where it kind of pulls you down. Um, I'd liken it to trying to uh, stay alive or, or survive when you're being sucked in by an undertow. It, it doesn't help to fight. It, what, what really needs to happen in order to survive and make headway is to learn how to step outside of that current. So I really don't think there is a solution. And I think the longer we try to come, go round and round on our minds about trying to choose and prioritize, that's part of the trap. If you were to tell the listeners, out of all the criteria with your extensive experience in, in health care, what are some of the qualities you look for in people who are excellent in management, excellent in leadership, understanding that they're really two different topics, two different skills, and many times managers tries to be leaders, leaders try to be managers, and sometimes that doesn't work, and I don't think in our day-to-day lives in healthcare, we think that there is a difference. Most of the time, uh, the doctor feels that they are the manager and the leader, and many times they're the most ill-equipped to do either of those because they lack training. Uh, Can you address that? Sure. Uh, Before I go on to that, I just want to finish up. This will kind of be a segue into talking about that a little bit. So I I didn't intend to sidestep the question about which one is more important. What I wanted to do is use that to say that that's where I think exactly service leadership or leadership in a transformational way addresses that that in the, the wheel of insanity with trying to prioritize. So to me, service leadership is really a way to step outside of that current 
and really affect change from that position. Because management, um, in a lot of the literature, talks about, in nursing anyways, applying and understanding the differences in types of leadership. So there's something called transformational leadership, a style, and there's another style called transactional leadership. And transactional leadership is really speaking to more of what you're talking about, that managerial style, that management style. Transactional leaders are really more about developing followers, organizing tasks, making sure the job gets done. They're really more task-oriented. And there's no place in that with the pressure of productivity and cost-effectiveness and instant gain. There really is no place for reflection. We don't really have time to think not just in our business world, but in our personal lives often. So transformational leadership really is more about stepping outside of that current, thinking about what we're saying, thinking about what we're doing, and really trying to find ways to uh, be innovative, think outside the box, be willing to take risks, have a vision, and helping people follow that in the sense that where people are kind of walking together. Um, instead of being directed. I think of the difference between the, the image that I've seen a lot between a boss and a leader. The world has plenty of bosses and managers. We don't need any more of those. And it's not really being affected any, effective anyway in terms of progress uh, where healthcare wants to go. Because bosses tend to be more uh, directive in telling people what to do in managing. And there are some people who would like to do that. Um, transformational leadership, on the other hand, or leadership qualities is more about serving how can I help you get to where you want to be? And the more that you, I think, empower other people, the more that that power gets recycled back into the relationship and, and has uh, meaningful change. Do you find that this transformational, this, is, is this being taught? Is this being taught in the nursing field? Is it being taught in healthcare, as far as you can see? Or is this something we sort of stumble along and say, this works better than that? And there's really been no preparation for it. You just sort of learn by the seat of your pants. So I think that's a great question. Um, I respect a lot of, I'm going to draw on a little bit of what our conversations have been, because I think you made an excellent point that um, there's really nothing new necessarily out there. A lot of times we stumble on things because of our own learning curve and our own ignorance and lack of awareness. So from that perspective, actually in my studies, I've learned more about what's out there because as a, as a doctoral, uh, doctorally prepared nurse practitioner, we are more encouraged and trained to accept that when we don't know the answer to something. But the more important thing is know who to ask or how to find it. So I've been exposed to a lot of incredible information that's been around for a while on the differences between leaders and managers. I just haven't looked or known where to look. Um, and so I think that we're exposed to it in our training. However, that's actually, I'm glad you asked that because one of my core passions is to find ways to not reinvent the wheel, spend a little bit more time looking and talking to one another about what's already out there and borrowing from each other what's working. Uh, so from a, from a transformational leadership perspective, I think clinical social work model since its inception. Clinical social work was born in 1929 in the Chicago settlement, settlement houses. And since then, clinical social work has always maintained a commitment to supervision, clinical supervision, skilled clinical supervision, as a way to develop professionals and help new therapists uh, to, to be the best practitioner they can be. If you were to uh, 
uh, talk to the audience listening to us now. Do you, do you see the value in mentoring, preceptoring, uh, role modeling? Uh, I know for myself there's been people in my life that they weren't intending to be a teacher for me, but they sort of acted as a role model. I saw how they interacted uh, bedside or chairside. I saw how they interacted with teammates, staff, uh, employees. And that combination is how, unfortunately, I learned. There was no class that I went to through my four years of medical dental training to say, oh, geez, this is how I treat Mr. and Mrs. Smith or their children. Uh, is that changing in healthcare? Do you see an improvement in that area? Uh, are there courses that are out there that are, are focusing on not just the didactics of medicine, uh, which we're all comfortable with, but that, that undertone, that patient care, that ability to teach the people around you these leadership skills? So excellent question again. And that's what I hope to offer and to bring to healthcare because there isn't really anything concrete, formalized, standardized, operationalized around those qualities uh, in any profession that I've seen, as you mentioned. A lot of times we learn informally. So a lot of the terminology and language that's similar in, in dentistry as in nursing, healthcare, when you talk about mentoring, precepting, guiding, being a support. I think that healthcare does those things informally and intuitively when they're a good person, they're a good practitioner, they want to give back, they want to help, they want to teach, they like to teach, like you have said, but there really isn't much structure around that. And I think that that's exactly the direction that is coming next. Now, There's, your business, yes. is that where the focus is? If people wanted to reach out and have you help them, are you doing that? Is that something that you offer? Is that something that you're trying to pursue? Absolutely. In fact, that's all about what my quality improvement project I'm working on now for the doctoral program is incorporating and integrating, because I have a passion for integration. So this is just another extension of that, integrating the specific principles from a clinical social work model that apply to supervision and helping overlay them and incorporate them into other preceptorship programs from nursing to start. But I think they're applicable to dentistry. I think they're applicable to other types of healthcare. I think they're applicable to other professions. Because to me, leadership is practicing at the highest good or the highest level that we can be in any profession or in any role. We get taught that in nursing school. As leaders, the, the rhetoric is you can be a leader regardless of your role, whether you're a floor nurse, whether you're a charge nurse, whether you're a nurse manager, most importantly, when you're you know, trying to manage or, or lead or, or oversee things. Um, so, so I agree that that's something that can be incorporated into business. And I, I know from uh, just my own personal experience, just in the last few weeks, I'm offering a clinical course and it's on implant surgery and surgical guides and 3D imaging. And within 24 hours, I got 18 people in my company to sign up because they want to know how. But it's interesting when I want to get them together to talk about 
leadership, and I don't know if you're aware of it, but I've got uh, probably 400 <laughs> listings on leadership, and I researched 12 factors that were important in leadership. And the funny thing is, is it's hard to get people to sit down and talk about that. My summary of leadership, and I can't say it's something that I came up on my own. I probably heard it or copied from someone. But leadership to me means the ability to influence people in hopefully the correct direction. I mean, there's a lot of leaders that can push you in a bad direction. They're still leaders. But I think good leadership comes by influencing people in the right direction. Would you agree with that or would you want to comment on that? No, I think that that's true for a basis and a start is is the ability to influence. In fact, one of the transformational qualities, one of the four core qualities is idealized influence. So I think that's very important. I don't think that comes with pushing necessarily um, because again, you can push someone. However, you don't know which direction they're going to go in. If you pull them, by effectively leading and modeling and showing, then it, it's easier, I think, because then you're, you're sort of leading and moving together in a, the same direction. Then people do see you as a trustworthy, dependable, authentic, competent person. Now, Renee, if uh, individuals listening to us today wanted to reach out to hear more about your style and how you can direct and help them in their own personal lives uh, or in their business lives, is there a way for our listeners to reach out and contact you? Absolutely. The easiest way, one of the easiest ways is going to be through the website, which is www.changehappensinc.com. You'll be able to reach out through me, uh, through that website to me through email. And uh, my personal email is renee.simone50 at gmail.com. And then my business contact information, the easiest way to text or call uh, that business number is area code 919-793-6862. So you'd be happy to uh, go to different locations and put on a seminar to help team members improve in their leadership and just the way they integrate with patients. Is that correct? Absolutely. That's something that is doesn't feel even like work to me because it's one of my passions and I really enjoy giving back in that way. And I think the I've experienced through the result of the growth of our own small practice or business that the return on investment is just incredible. Well, I want to thank you so much for your time. I do want our listeners to know uh, that uh, Renee Simone also has another business, and that business focuses on insurances and insurance needs. And we hope to get her back because Quite honestly, although I've been in healthcare for 34 years and still practice every day, uh, I was blown away by this particular area of, let's say, life insurance, but life insurance in a different way that I had never really thought about it. And I would consider uh, Renee uh, extremely knowledgeable in this, and I'd like to get you back. Would you mind talking to our, our listeners about that? I'd love to. Thanks. Well, I want to thank everybody for uh, today. I hope you enjoyed. I want to personally thank you, Renee, for your expertise and taking time out of your busy schedule. As always, I want to thank uh, Doug Foresta. Without his ability to put this uh, product together, uh, we would not be here today. And as always, please feel free to reach out 
to Doug uh, and his company if you're interested in podcasting. I can certainly tell you that it has been a big boon uh, to my career and uh, just to my office and my bottom line. Uh, it's an excellent way to communicate. You've been listening to Ascent Radio. My name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin. If you need to get in touch with me or look for additional information, I can be reached at Ascent-Dental Solutions. Thank you very much for listening, and Renee, thank you. Podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.